You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger. Traveling through this world of woe There is no sickness, no toil, nor danger In that bright land to which I go Welcome to Sidney McGeekly's Last of Us podcast, it's Anthony and Aurora, this is Clickerbait and we are back to talk the penultimate episode of season one of The Last of Us on HBO and HBO Max. It's called When We Are in Need. And uh, this was the long anticipated, although not quite as anticipated as next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was the David episode. Yes. And <laughs> honestly, I... This is the first time. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in the show, and I know people are like, "Wait, is he going to say he was disappointed?" No. Uh, no. <laughs> this is the first time in the history of the show so far, in the eight hours of television I saw, where for once I was not the least bit surprised at how accurately they nailed everything. Agreed. Uh, usually, I I always was getting caught off guard. Like, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe mm-hmm. they did that so well. And here, I was just not surprised at all. They yep. absolutely hit on every single point that yes. they make. In fact, uh, more so than I think in in other areas of the story, they really hit home on a lot of stuff. Now, that's not to say that there weren't some things that were left out, and that's not to say that I don't have or some added, picks. Or added, too. Oh, yeah. added as well. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there are some things that are added as well. Mm-hmm. Um and some things that were modified or transmogrified a little bit, but I, that's not to say I don't have some nitpicks either. Uh, this wasn't a perfect episode for me, but mm-hmm. it was really great. First, yeah. let's talk about what happened. So Joel is still recovering from Ellie stitching him up and she leaves him to go hunt for food. After shooting a deer, she tracks the wounded animal, but encounters a preacher from a nearby community that has set up uh, in a resort town. His name is David, and he is joined by his fellow hunter, James, who uh, is played by Troy Baker this week, Mm -hmm. which, uh, by the way, uh, all we saw from him in the trailers was him wearing this beanie. He takes (laughs) off this hat. He looks like Joel. He does. He has the Joel hair, the Joel beard. Um, It's great. It's crazy. I I thought it was funny too because in the after mm-hmm. like the after commentary whatever it yeah. is that HBO does, he's like, I thought it was just gonna play a clicker, but they gave me <laughs> no. <laughs> they gave him James, and I forgot James is in, named in the game as well. Uh, but he yeah. gets a little more to say here than James does mm-hmm. in the game for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, she trades her deer for penicillin. David reveals. Uh, the man who stabbed Joel was a member of his group. 
Ellie leaves to treat Joel, and the next day she discovers that David and his men have followed her to seek vengeance on Joel. She flees to draw them away, but is captured. At David's camp, he reveals that he has been uh, feeding his group with people, unbeknownst to them. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Joel awakens and tortures some of David's men into telling him Ellie's whereabouts. David and James attempt to kill Ellie, but she kills James and escapes. David hunts her down, but she overpowers him and kills him with a meat cleaver. Joel finds the traumatized Ellie outside of the cult's burning community center and comforts her. Which, again, does little to describe what actually happens in this I episode. was going to say, this this summary doesn't do the episode justice no it does not it just feels like eh, some stuff happened there was a fight some people got killed sure but you know she got away and all as well no this uh this whole thing is very traumatizing for her yeah but uh first aurora let's start with your thoughts on the episode we'll we'll dive in mm-hmm. a little bit deeper into the the story as well or what happened anyway I, this episode, um, I know that you said that you have some things to nitpick, yeah. but this has been my favorite episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Well, spoiler um, for your score for later then. <laughs> yes. I loved everything about this episode mm. and I, it made me nostalgic for the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because it just makes you think, you know, this game is so 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 good and so well made and the story mm-hmm. so amazing and it just reminded me of that um especially at the end when uh joel comforts ellie and he's like baby girl yeah calls him calls her the thing oh, that she calls his daughter that was the best yeah um but we have to talk about how badass ellie was in this episode yeah yep <laughs> I mean, could you break someone's finger like that? No. <laughs> I saw her break his finger and I was like, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I know, right? That takes a lot of strength. Yeah, I it does. Think. Well, she had some leverage because of the bars of the cage she was in. But, mm-hmm. you know, still, that's like, you know, 50% leverage, 50% badass. Yeah. And, like, I could only use the leverage part because... <laughs> right, right. I, I, I could maybe I could maybe squeeze out five percent badass, but that's about it. Um, I mean, this episode had very dark themes. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that they did it in a in a way that even though there were very dark themes like cannibalism and even rape. Ah um, uh, yeah. Um. They showed it in a way where you feel like, while well, Ellie, you know, it, it just comes across as Ellie's a badass. You know, she she uh, faced all of these challenges with a lot of resilience, and um, she doesn't really need Joel no. to defend her, which is kind of nice. No, uh, so Neil yeah. uh, Neil Druckmann talked about when they were making this part of the game, even mm-hmm. that originally it felt like. This is a very easy line to draw that Ellie is the kid. She gets captured. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Joel is the hero of the game. So, you know, he wakes up and he's a badass and he kicks all the asses. And then he goes and saves Ellie. And he's like, we did not want to do any of that mm-hmm. at all. The whole story is that Ellie saves herself. 
Right. But in doing so is traumatized. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the trauma... So I want to touch on a couple of things that I really liked in this. So we begin being introduced to David's group. Like, that's where the show begins. Yeah. Uh, and we get to see parts of the community and parts of the relationship that he has with them that we never get to see in the game. And Mm -hmm. there are bits and pieces of the theming or the ideals around last of us part two in here, because we are introduced to, so we know in the game, Joel kills his guys and this is his David's idea for revenge uh, Mm -hmm. because he killed some of their guys. But here it's revealed that you know Joel only killed one guy, but the guy that he killed had a family, he had a wife mm-hmm. and a daughter, and those people no longer have a father. They were just scavenging for supplies or food or whatever, and things got out of hand, um, et cetera, et cetera. And that sort of adds this sort of element of Joel was doing what he thought was right, or Joel was doing what he needed to do to protect the person he loved. But almost always when we're doing harm to somebody else, we're not just doing harm to someone else, but we're doing harm to the people that they, you know, that care about that person as well. So there's always deeper layers to all of this. Now, that being said, we, they try to play David off as a little creepy, but kind of a culty preachery type person, but maybe Mm -hmm. not like the worst person, you know, like... He's very, and when you meet him in the game the first time as well, he almost comes off kind of like a nice guy. A nice guy, yeah. right? Now the problem is, I've played the game before, so I already know who <laughs> David is, right. and I know what David is all about. And right. for me, when he's talking to that girl who lost her father, mm-hmm. I immediately got creep vibes because yeah, I know what his thing is, yes. and his thing is little girls it's clearly his thing and uh so i immediately got creep vibes Uh, it's one it is the one downside to having played the game here is you know i i couldn't get wrapped into the story Mm -hmm. from that perspective because i already knew what kind of person david was before any of this happened so uh but we got to see bits and pieces of that that we didn't get to see in the game and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that. Now I guess there are a couple of things that were omitted. Obviously one of them is the the gameplay loop elements of this. They completely you know crop out the gameplay loop elements like when he sends James off to get the penicillin. Like you sit there mm-hmm. with to pass the time because it's going to take a while. There's a yep. there's a gameplay element where some uh, some runners and some clickers get uh, alerted to your location, and you and David have to fend them off. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's also a bonding moment where you sort yes. of start to maybe trust this guy a little bit. Right. And I wish that we had had something like that, just so we would have a little more action in the episode, but also mm-hmm. so we would sort of have that. Okay, maybe we can trust this guy. Uh, sort of element, or at least for people who haven't played the game before. Um, right. I don't know. Like, instead, they sort of just cut out that g- the gameplay loop element, and it just went straight from 
you know, the first half of their conversation to the second half of their conversation. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was still great. It was still played super eerily. Like when yeah. he reveals that he knows that you're with the guy who killed my guy. Yes. And he delivered that line of like, James put the gun down and mm-hmm. you don't even know he's there. Like all of that stuff I thought was great. Now, another thing that we don't really get to see a lot of in the game, I don't, it may be hinted at. But it was certainly it was certainly played up here is that he David is in charge of a community that is under collapse. It is struggling to survive. And it's something they definitely talk about in the game Yeah, because it's they're talking about, you know, they're running out of food and the reason why they're resorting to cannibalism. And he hasn't told anybody about it, but he's he's feeding them the they're they're dead. They're dead. Essentially. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, the reason he's not telling them is because, obviously, if he did, well, everyone would revolt. But also, uh, you know, he's just trying to keep them alive. It's almost justified, uh, like, mm-hmm. what he's doing. They're just having a hard time finding food. But it's not just that. There's an undermining or whatever, a loosening of, you know, especially between James and David. Like, David... And, you, and, you, and you know, uh, now that you're touching on this, that yeah. uh, they're eating their own, yeah. um, there was, like, a very subtle, nice little detail. Before it is revealed that they're eating their own people, mm-hmm. there's a scene where uh, one of the guys brings, like, meat Yeah, to in cook. a bowl, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the person that's going to cook, she's like, what is it? Mm-hmm. And he's like, venison. Yeah. But then, you know, you know what they're doing and you look back and you're like, oh, my God, that wasn't this. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was not. Um, nope. <laughs> but uh, like we we got a little more insight to like, you know, they're, they're sort of under collapse. Now, yep. if I'm going to nitpick something, uh, mm-hmm. there are a couple of things that I feel nitpicky about in this. And one of them is sort of the timeline of all of this. So it feels like Ellie gets captured and taken all the way back to their place and goes through all of this stuff. And between that and Joel waking up and fighting off the guys and doing the torture sequence and, and getting there, it feels like not nearly enough time has passed in the game. That time passes more because yeah. You Joel has a gameplay loop where you have to fight more guys mm-hmm. than just the, the couple that are there. And this is all happening in the middle of a huge snowstorm, which yep. is making it very hard to see. And you have to sort of like blindly sort of fu- make your way through the resort town to, to sort of get to Ellie. And it's this excuse as to why, you know, Joel doesn't get there sooner and Ellie mm-hmm. has to basically save herself, which she does do. And I think those are, again, those are some elements that I think would have lended themselves a little bit more to the episode. Uh, mainly because, like, they sort of, everything that happens at the end happens and they just leave. And no one seems to notice anything in this right. town. Like, there's <laughs> right, appears right. to be a lot of people here, <laughs> but they're all gone. Like, yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. disappeared by the end of this episode. And it's just... It's just James, somehow James and David are the only two people alive in this whole place. And uh, no one else is wandering around or whatever. That that was a little weird to me, but like I get it. They're mostly cutting out all of these gameplay elements. I, I did like the idea of the Blizzard sort of, uh, obsf- like, I don't know. It's sort of making it like... Uh, 
plausible for Joe for Joel to like you know trudge through the the town without people just oh, noticing right. him left and right, right or whatever. Uh, there were some of those elements that I think were missing here that I thought would have helped, but it's not like they hurt the episode in like mm-hmm, a major way mm-hmm. to me. It's just things that were were missing. Now, uh, they do keep uh, Ellie's horse being shot, so yep. that was horrible. And mm-hmm. Troy had to shoot the horse, and <laughs> also yep. they uh, he did get more dialogue in this. And I I, I want to say I'm happy. I guess I'm happy. A part of me was kind of hoping deep down that when he talked, it would be video game Joel voice. (laughs) Part of me was hoping like, oh, maybe. And then part of me was hoping like, oh, my God, wait, is James going to like run into Joel? Are we going to have like video game Mm. Joel and TV Joel face off? And that did not happen either. (laughs) No, he was. He was killed by Ellie, which is. Weird. Kind of cool. Kind of cool, though. It was (laughs) kind of cool, though. Uh, So. The scene where he has, uh, David has Ellie captured is perfectly right from the game. And Bella Ramsey was just perfect here. She deserves an Oscar. I I mean, I I know they don't do Oscars for TV, but like, let's just make, let's just make an exception. (laughs) Just give her one anyway. She was so good here. And She's amazing. Refused to give David her name. I love that setup in the game because everything kind of boils down to like he's just trying to sweet talk her and tell her like you know we can lead this place together. Like I see a lot of you in me, which must have made her feel like shit. And <laughs> there's that horribly creepy bit where he puts his hand on her hand, yep. and Ellie though just being the baddest badass plays along just long enough, like puts her other hand on his hand and then breaks his finger and then makes sure to be like Ellie to tell him his name. So this way they can tell everyone the name of the little girl who broke his broke fucking his finger. Yeah. Yep. His fucking finger. I, I want that on that. a shirt. I need that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, merch ideas are, are sprouting from this episode. And I don't know if we can put the, the F bomb on a shirt, but we'll see about that. I loved, I loved that. Uh, a lot of it was just shot for shot from the game. Mm hmm. Everything, uh, everything from them trying, you know, when they decide they're going to cut her up and kill her and she's like, I'm infected and now you're infected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, but they don't really buy it. The way she kills poor James, just, you know, cleaver to the yep. neck and he just drops like a sack of potatoes. And then they do the, you know, the Fire dining, scene. the dining hall mm-hmm. crouch stealth scene, yeah. which goes a little bit shorter than any time I've ever played it in the game. But to be fair, they have yeah. to make it a gameplay element <laughs> where you have to sneak up on them a few times because yes. otherwise it would, you know, and they're not going to do that here. Uh, I, I I get why, but they did, they did the same element. Like the building was on fire when Ellie mm-hmm. tried to toss like a, a burning log at him, but she missed and it caught a curtain on fire and the whole place is ablaze. And, uh, you know, he was just horrible to her. Like that yep. that line about, you know, like, you know, my secret is like I like it when they fight back. Yep. Oh my god. 
And she gets a hold of that cleaver and just goes to town on this guy. It was very satisfying to watch. Yeah. I now I know why I know why when I read uh, this quote from from Bella Ramsey when she says this was like the most physically exhausting thing she's ever done. Yeah, I can imagine because you're not it's not just the action. It's the you have to channel the anger. Yeah, the anger and the fear and sadness and satisfaction. Like she's literally churning in every emotion right there. Mm -hmm. And. Mm -hmm. It is so, and it's just like the game though. We've got this like uh, camera up perspective, so we never see David after she turns the tables on him. But the the she accounts for all of the violence there, and mm-hmm. it was pretty spectacular. And when she runs into Joel, and she just hugs him, and he says, "Baby girl, mm-hmm. oh my god!" Like just. Per- chills. Great. Perfect. It was great. And I and I like the whole, like, I feel like this episode should have been uh, titled Fatherhood. Because yeah. that was the main theme. We saw different types of fathers. Yes. Um, uh, different types of being a parent. Yes. And the good one, the bad one. And um, I just thought, I just, like I said, it was my favorite episode so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely nailed this. And next week is of course the finale and mm-hmm. i have no idea according to the internet it's only 45 minutes long and i don't know how they're going to squeeze everything in now somebody did say that that section of the game everything involved in it is only about an hour long and that's with gameplay involved True. so they should mm-hmm. be able to squeeze everything in but it just feels like so much because i know we're getting that giraffe and i know we're getting the hospital stuff and another thing that I know we're getting, because we haven't seen it yet, is a flashback to Ashley Johnson as Ellie's mom. And I yeah. know we're going to get some of those elements in it because it's we know it's we know it's in there. So uh, I don't know how they're going to squeeze it all in, but I oh, I am really looking forward. Yes, they haven't disappointed us so far. No. So I, yes, I, 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 I am hopeful that it's going to be great. No. And <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I do feel like they are going to maybe try to stretch this to three seasons. They, I've already heard them say once that the second game probably couldn't be done in one season, that they'd have to stretch it out beyond that. But I'm not worried about any of that right now, at all, mm-hmm. not even in the slightest, because this show is doing unbelievable numbers. The numbers keep going up every week. Uh, I believe the viewership number for this episode was almost eight and a half million, which uh, I remember when the first episode came out and people were freaking out because it did about four and a half million. And Mm -hmm. that was way above anything I think people were expecting. And now people are talking like the finale episode might get like 10 million viewers. Yeah. Which is nuts. Just Mm -hmm. insane. And I have never seen a show continue to gain audience as it goes on week week to week like this. Like I know it happened with Breaking Bad, but that was over the course of years of word of mouth and the show going on Netflix and like season by season, it started gaining more viewers, but not Mm -hmm. week by week like this. 
Yep. This is nuts. And uh, Last of Us Mania is <laughs> running wild, <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. Agreed. So, yep. yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, any other things you noticed or liked or loved or didn't? Although it doesn't sound like there was not a lot of didn'ts. Uh, no, and, and the one thing I, I mean, like I said, I this episode may be nostalgic for the game, and I I'm very curious to see. I want to replay the game yeah. after the show is done. Yeah, because I'm very curious to see how my experience playing it will change mm-hmm. after watching the show, um, which is just another you know uh, reason to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm horrified that I'm going to want to play the games again because I played them in preparation for the show mm-hmm. starting. So I've already very recently played through both of them again. And I have the same feeling you're going to have like not next week, but like the week after when there's no new episode right. of the show, I'm right. going to be like, Oh, should I just play the game? Yeah, maybe for a little bit. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll play through it again. I think yep. is what's going to happen. So Aurora, yep. Uh, this is uh, vague. I'm sure you struggled for quite a while on what to give this episode. And <laughs> there were no hints throughout this episode of the podcast as to what the score might be. So surprise us all with what you yes. gave episode eight. Uh, a five. Okay. I was, wow. I uh, did not <laughs> see that coming. Uh, so yeah, I, I love this episode. I thought this was stupendous. Again, I had some nitpicks, but they were minor. But mm-hmm. minor enough to, but major enough to keep it from being perfect for me. I landed on a four and three quarters for this okay. episode, but just stupendous. Oh, everybody, that is a wrap for the podcast for this week. We have one more week to go, sadly, but also we're we're excited and can't wait. So mm-hmm. uh, mixed emotions, 100%. But in the meantime, while you're waiting, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, as a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple of ways you can help out there if you so choose. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. Our merch store is at geeklymerch.com. The links for those will be in the show notes for this episode. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible. Just search for Clickerbait. Hit subscribe. And that way you can join us for next week's episode, Season 1, Episode 9, the finale of Season 1 on HBO and HBO Max. It's called Look for the Light. I'm just a